Welcome to another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer. And today we take a look at the world of minor league baseball, which was not played at all in 2020. In fact, when it returned earlier this week, it returned after a nearly 600-day hiatus between 2019 and 2021, of course, because of the pandemic. And in just a few moments, I'll be joined by Sam Levitt, the voice of the Amarillo Sod Poodles, the AA affiliate of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Minor League Baseball, as most of you know, has been a part of the fabric of America for the better part of the last 100 years. But right now, it's undergoing a fundamental shift. In fact, this past offseason, Major League Baseball eliminated 25% of minor league teams as a cost-saving measure. And additionally, baseball is using experimental rules this season in the minors that one day could be implemented at the big league level. And of course, the pandemic is impacting the number of fans allowed in ballparks this year and how teams and broadcasters are traveling this season as well. Before we get started with today's episode, though, please give us an auto-download on your podcast platform. You'll get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports is on most podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, and Spotify. You can give us a review as well. We really appreciate the reviews. And while you're here and listening, please give us a follow on Twitter, at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. So what's it like to be a minor league baseball broadcaster in the face of a pandemic? Here's my conversation with Sam Levitt. So, Sam, tell us about the last year working in minor league baseball, obviously not having games. It's been nearly two years since we've had a minor league baseball game. What, what has this last year been like for you and your colleagues and other broadcasters around minor league baseball? I think it's been an interesting year, a tough year in many ways. There's been so many changes to the business, not just in minor league baseball, but around the industry. And uh, in so many ways, it's been just a very odd experience. I, I think going back all the way to March of last year, and, and everybody experienced this, but how quickly things changed. I mean, I, I was at Padre Spring Training the first week of March, and then a week later, the world's shutting down, and we're hearing that the season's going to be delayed. And then, you know, pretty quickly, a few weeks into March and, and into April, it became very clear that uh, this was not going to be any type of short delay, and, and very likely the season itself was in jeopardy. So it, it's been a really... A really weird year, and then you know I had uh, you know I had time off in the fall uh, between seasons, and then ended up going back to Chicago and getting back into college basketball and college athletics, and doing what I usually do there. And I, I was super grateful to have games to call this fall and winter, but it was anything but normal. You know, you're sitting in empty basketball arenas, empty volleyball arenas. And it's just not the same. I mean, the sports are going on and the athletes are there, but there's no doubt that when you're broadcasting with a mask on and there are no fans there, uh, it's hard to ignore how different it is. So it's been a very strange year uh, in a lot of ways, very unfortunate year in a lot of ways. I know uh, a lot of my friends and colleagues in the business have dealt with uh, a lot of hard things uh, in a number of different ways. And to be honest with you, you know, calling uh, the Sod Poodles opener last night, you know, that was about as, as normal uh, of a broadcast and, and of a game uh, that I felt in, in quite some time when you talk about the crowd and, um, you know, just things that are going on in the country. And I, I think there is this sense that we're, you know, slowly uh, getting back to some sense of uh, some sense of normalcy, hopefully. Uh, but no doubt the last uh, year plus has been um, has been tough in a lot of ways. But uh, you know, I, I, I think the thing you can hope is is that you grow from it and um, hopefully appreciate uh, the great parts of this job and, and how amazing it can be. 
Well, I'm glad you mentioned your opener with Amarillo last night. Um, what has changed, though? I mean, when you were traveling with Amarillo and it was 2019 and before the pandemic to where we are today, what, what's different for you? Obviously, once you call the game, you're in, a, you're in a radio booth calling a game, but is your travel different? Are you with the team? Uh, what, what else has changed? Yeah, there, there's definitely more limited uh, team interaction. And, um, you know, I think everybody's just trying to navigate uh, what all this looks like um, but, you know, I, I think the, the cool thing, you know, is, is, you know, when I got on the booth last night, uh, you know, it was baseball mm-hmm. and the pitch was thrown and, and Tulsa had a nice crowd. And, um, you know, when we played and I think that's the that's the cool thing. And I've even said this about normal seasons is that um, is that, you know, anything can happen during the course of a day, you know, and you know how this is, John, I mean, a broadcaster's job. Uh, encapsulates so many different things in an organization uh, <laughs> yeah. from media relations to sales, you name it. But even in, in, in really, really normal times, pre-COVID, the, the cool thing is is when you get in the booth and the pitch gets thrown and you're going, you know, the game's going on. And that's like the reward. And I think, you know, that was the cool part about, about last night is that after all this and all the changes and, and the protocols and and all these different things that, um, you know, that we're, we're all dealing with right now, you know, the, the game started and, and we went, which is, which is kind of cool. And um, again, you, you kind of had it at least for, for three, four hours, uh, you know, a sense of normalcy. So the last time we had minor league baseball in 2019, like you said, it was a completely different system of and structure, right? I mean, the league names, uh, the levels of baseball being played and between 2019 and today, minor league baseball has really shrunk. There are now just four levels of play. League names have changed. There's been league realignments. Um, you know, how has it impacted Amarillo? And what has been your reaction and others' reactions to all these changes? I mean, in Amarillo, there's been huge changes. You know, when, when we think back to when the Sod Poodles won their championship in their inaugural season in 2019, and, and John, you know this, obviously, being in San Diego, we were a Padres affiliate. Yeah. And we were all set to be a Padres affiliate in 2020. And not only did that change over the offseason, now we're with the Arizona Diamondbacks on a, a 10-year contract, so we're set with them for a long time. And, and so far, they've been super great to work with in, in a variety of different ways. Um, but as you know, I mean, across minor league baseball, there are huge changes. I have friends in the business um, with teams that, at the end of 2020, we're in affiliated baseball, and at the start of 2021, are on the outside looking in. Quite, quite literally, uh, you know, broadcasters went from being with uh, a low A team or a double A team or a triple A team to either being at a, a much lower level uh, or not affiliated at all. So, from that perspective, I mean, there's huge changes around around the business, um, around minor league baseball, front offices that have had to totally adjust. Um, in a variety of different ways. And, and in Amarillo, I think the, you know, the, the good thing, aside from the affiliation change, you know, most of, you know, from my perspective, at least, most of what we are doing has pretty much remained the same in the, sen- in the sense of, you know, the goal is to get people in the ballpark mm-hmm. and have an affordable family fun experience and make it the best experience possible. So, uh, no matter what exactly that looks like, no matter what different things uh, the organization has to do uh, differently in, in 2021, I think the, the organizational goal remains the same. 
even if the affiliation, the parent club, the players, the coaching staff has all changed. So um, it's quite different. I mean, you know, for example, last night, like, you know, I did my best to not say Texas League. Right. You know, and the Texas the Texas League had been around for more than a hundred years. And now I'm 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 saying on the air, all right, the double A central scoreboard brought to you by Coors Light. Like, hmm. you know, it's it's just strange, um, with some of the, the big changes and small changes that have gone on. But but I do think uh and, and I would say this is probably true for, for every organization right now, no matter what their capacity can be uh this opening week. I would say that the organizational philosophies of putting on the best product and show and entertainment you can, I think that still rings really true, even though we're in a very uh, different landscape than what we knew when the 2019 season ended. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the fact that 2019 was the inaugural year for the Sod Poodles, and baseball has been a part of Amarillo for a long, long time, but it was the return of affiliated baseball in that city. What has the reception to the sod poodles been like and again in the midst of this return you've had a pandemic as well what's the level of fanfare over the last couple of years in amarillo it's super high i mean you know you could ask anybody that was around amarillo the texas panhandle panhandle in 2019 or around the team and they will tell you how special that inaugural season was and john maybe you even got a sense of it from from San Diego being a Padres affiliate. Mm-hmm. It was incredible from the fan support. The place was packed every night. We had 40 plus sellouts out of 68 home games, the playoff games, the championship series games were rocking. The fans absolutely embraced and fell in love with the team, with the players, with the coaching staff, with the ballpark, which was brand new and beautiful. And it was uh, so special. And, and to be honest, not having 2020 hurt, I think in Amarillo, you know, it hurt for everybody across the country. But I think in Amarillo, uh, it, it hurt even more because of how amazing that that 2019 campaign was and how ready we were in 2020 to do it again. You know, we were calling it the sequel season. And, and I know on the organizational side, for me, for our video production staff, for everybody, we were super psyched because now we weren't going to have to deal with this brand new thing and this brand new ballpark and it was that feeling of really hitting the ground running from opening day and obviously we didn't get a chance to do it now we're getting a chance to do it uh in 2021 but you know the fan support in Amarillo has been unbelievable um I think it's it's exceeded anybody's wildest expectations and and heading into this season, and, and we don't play at home for, for still uh, nearly two weeks, uh, May 18th, you know, the fan support is, is there again, and people are super excited to get it back. Again, I think, you know, it was so disappointing not, not to have it in 2020. Um, you know, our fans, the area, the region is, uh, is super revved up and ready to go. I want to turn on field for a moment, Sam, and you know, there's all these new rule changes across minor league baseball this year, kind of experimental rules. I believe in AA they're doing the the limits of defensive positioning to start at least in 2021. So, so what is the new rule, and what impact are they hoping or are we expecting it to have on the game? So the biggest new rule at AA is that no infielders can have a foot on the outfield grass okay. when the pitch is thrown. Mm-hmm. And again, I've only seen one game of this. It was <laughs> noticeable, I would say, last night uh, because you did not see what would you, you would call a traditional shift mm-hmm. with, let's say, uh, an infielder standing in shallow right field. 
Now, what I did find interesting last night, again, I've seen nine innings of this, but, but what I did find interesting is that the team still did pull the infield around. Hmm. Um, so not the traditional shift, I guess you would say, with, with an outfielder in shallow right, but the infield on many occasions had three players to either side of the back. Now, the really intriguing part of this is that there are rumors, and I don't know if rumors is the right word, because I think MLB said this when they came out with the rule, that later in the season they may implement a rule where you have to have two infielders on each side of second base. Gotcha. And that would be, to me, to me, that would be the even bigger change. Yep. Because then you're saying, essentially, you can't shift. I mean, forget forget where you can stand on the outfield grass or on the dirt, but you can't even put three infielders on one side. So, I mean, essentially you're eliminating the shift. So it was interesting last night. I kind of wondered what it would look like. Um, I will tell you, I, I don't know around double A what it looked like, but at least in our game, um, the, the infielders were still going back and forth, but mm-hmm. the biggest difference was everybody had to be on that infield dirt. So we'll see. Um, and I think if they implement the rule later on in the season, uh, the second base rule, uh, you know, that would be really intriguing. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, in a larger scale, I understand it, John. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people, um, a lot of people are against this stuff, you know, to me, look, I don't love it, but to me, you know, I'm okay with a little bit of experimentation here in the minor leagues, you know, and, and I, I, I don't, my, my first reaction is not to, is not to be super traditionalist and say, you know, oh, you know, this, that's not the, game, the way the game is played and why are they trying to change the game? You know, I, I think there are certain things in baseball that we can tinker with and, and can help the game. So I'm, I'm interested to see what a, what a full season of it looks like and, and what some of the other changes that, that are going on at other levels uh, look like as well. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, my next question for you was really going to be, do you, do you feel as if, a fundamental change is necessary, at least maybe at the major league level. You you watch major league baseball. I think in the month of April, the average batting average across baseball was two thirty three. Runs are down over a run per game right now. Pitching injuries are up. Like, do do we need changes? Do we need pitch clocks and limiting shifting and larger bases and limiting pickoff throws? Is that necessary for the survival of big league baseball, or, or would it just be nice to have? You know, that's a great question, and. I don't know what the answer is because I, I, I do think with whatever changes that they want to implement. And, and I agree. I think, I think, you know, there are too many strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I think there are too many pitching changes. Like I do think there are elements that are really slowing the game down. But what I struggle with John is that at the end of the day, baseball is a very slow methodical game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, the pace of it is really the pace of it. Like we talk pace of play, like we're talking about if, if in the NBA they're walking the ball up every time down the floor, <laughs> right. uh, as opposed to like doing what they normally do, which is sometimes kind of walk it up. Sometimes they get, get out in transition, right? Like mm-hmm. we're making it like this pace of play thing is the biggest deal in the world. I mean, John, we're talking about what, 10, 15 minutes right. of a two. So, so instead of 304, it'll be two. 54 or mm-hmm. 250 like I'm not saying it doesn't matter and I'm not saying there aren't ways that it be subconsciously the game can be sped up but what I am saying is like at the end of the day 
like baseball's baseball. Yeah, it's slow. Yeah, there's no clock. Yeah, there's uh, you know, games take two forty five, yeah. three hours. I mean, to to truly shrink that to something meaningful, let's say you could get it down to two twenty five, right? Like that's a quick game. How are you gonna do that? <laughs> I mean, you know, so I don't know. You know, it, it's I feel like we for for the last decade you know, we all have this debate about pace of play and about the changes and how can we um, attract a younger audience. And, and I agree, it's a problem because, I, look, I'm, I'm on TikTok. I get it. I can mm-hmm. barely pay attention for five seconds or something. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a culprit. Um, but I, what I guess at the end of the day, what I struggle with with this stuff is, is you know, baseball is baseball. Like, yeah, it's slow. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a slow game. So um, I don't know. You know, I, I'd be lying if I said I, I have a true, strong opinion on this stuff. Because I, 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 at the end of the day, I just I don't know what the answer is and what necessarily is best for the, the long-term health of the game. I'm 100% with you. I think something probably needs to be done for the health of the game. I just can't figure out exactly what needs to be done for the health of the game. You know, I was going to ask you about this this double-A Central, formerly the Texas League, being in Amarillo in West Texas. How, did the, how does the team get around? Is in, this might be a dumb question. Is this a bus league? Is this a plane league? And how are, are you traveling with, with the team this year or not because of the pandemic? Yeah, it's it's um it, it's a bus league. Um, it's a bus league, and uh, you know everybody's everybody's situation is different this year. But yeah, we we bus around. Gotcha. Before I let you go, I want to ask you just about you know Diamondback prospects. Who are some guys starting the year in Double A uh, that might have a chance to get to the big leagues later uh, later this summer? Well, I think you know we we look at the top of our lineup last night, and we have some really really good talent. John, um, Alec Thomas, a second round pick, or uh, Geraldo Perdomo. Uh, who had big league experience last year, Jake McCarthy, uh, first-round pick, Dominic Fletcher, a second-round pick. Those were the top four uh, in the lineup last night. So um, it's, it's a really good team, and I think the Diamondbacks you know, are the number 10 organization, uh, according to MLB Pipeline, mm-hmm. as far as prospects. So you know, I'm still getting to know these guys and watch them and, and learn the system, but we have some real talent on this, uh, on this Dodd Poodle team, and we were lucky – in 2019 to have, uh, you know, to have um, the, the Padres and, and just excellent, excellent talent. So uh, the lineup's good. The pitching's good. We've got guys with big league experience. And I think uh, the, uh, the opening day roster is, is really, really intriguing. Sam, how can we uh, follow you on social media and how can our fans, uh, how can listeners of this pod- podcast listen to your games? Yeah, so on social media, I'm at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. That's Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, sorry, TikTok, Sammy Levitt. Um, and, uh, yeah, listen to a game. We're, we're on News Talk 940 in Amarillo. You can stream that, newstalk940.com. Uh, they have an app, which is really good. The MILB First Pitch app is great. We have some other radio stations that are involved, and uh, all our games are broadcast on MILB TV as well. And, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun good broadcast and we we try to make it as uh, as major league uh major league ready and and as close as we can to the big leagues uh, type of sound as we can well sam i'm happy for you i'm glad that baseball is back we're glad that minor league baseball is back and and have a great call here in 2021 and thank you for doing it yeah john no problem i appreciate it Thanks again to Sam for joining us today, and hopefully you'll get a chance to check out a minor league game somewhere at some point this summer. Of course, teams are all over this country, and for schedules and teams, visit MILB.com. That's MILB. 
Olympic.com. Also, this reminder, the eyes of the world will turn to Tokyo for the Olympic Games this summer. Catch all the action leading up to the Olympic Games with Countdown to Tokyo every Tuesday on Your View. You'll get the latest news on preparations for the Games, details on the sports involved, and in-depth insights into teams, athletes, and the host city. Don't miss Countdown to Tokyo Tuesdays on Your View. If you haven't already, please subscribe, auto-download future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now. And again, please leave a review. And you can follow me on Twitter as well, at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. And for previous episodes, more information about Left Coast Sports, you can visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com. Next week on Left Coast Sports, we're going to continue our conversation around West Coast baseball. As always, we thank you for listening, and we'll catch up next week right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.